On today's Exploring History podcast, Charlene and I will share some thoughts for homeschool graduates. Welcome to Exploring History with Ray Notgrass, a production of Notgrass History. This is the time of year for graduations and graduation talks. A little over three years ago, Charlene and I were invited to give talks at the graduation exercises of a homeschool group in Athens, Tennessee. Then the COVID pandemic struck, and we were not able to give our talks in person. So we set up a simple arrangement in our home and recorded our talks, which we sent to the group for them to send to the graduates. These are the talks we are featuring on today's podcast. So here are some thoughts to the graduating high school seniors of 2023. Ladies first, so may I introduce the well-known homeschooling veteran, homeschool curriculum writer, blog writer, wonderful wife, mother, and grandmother, and all-around wonderful person, Charlene Notgrass. Graduations are thrilling times in the lives of parents. Homeschooling parents get the biggest thrill of all. Well done, good and faithful parents. Graduates, I want to thank you too. Thank you for successfully completing all these years of study. And thank you for listening to your mother and father's teachings. Hold tight to their teachings. Solomon's words in Proverbs 6, 20 and 21 give you just the advice you need on your graduation day. My son, observe the commandment of your father and do not forsake the teaching of your mother. Bind them continually on your heart. Tie them around your neck. Then Solomon tells you the benefits of your parents' teaching. He said, when you walk about, they will guide you. When you sleep, they will watch over you. And when you awake, they will talk to you. Don't let this wonderful gift of the teachings of your parents go to waste. You're getting ready to go into the world and make a difference. Live up to that challenge. Don't get discouraged. Ray and I recently saw a pretty but little bitty waterfall. It was just a trickle, but that trickle was trickling into a swift river. The trickle wasn't contributing very much in terms of volume, but it was still part of God's plan for that river. You are part of God's plan for the world. God is counting on you. He trusts you with the jobs he has for you to do. Remember what Paul wrote in Ephesians 2.10, We are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand so that we would walk in them. As you go out into that world, remember what Jesus said are the two most important commandments. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and love your neighbor as yourself. Think about what you read, see, and hear about in the news. Imagine how the news would be different if everyone were loving God with all their hearts, souls, and minds and loving their neighbors as themselves. Some of you may know exactly what you want to do tomorrow and this fall and for many years ahead. Some of you are probably 
quite unsure. Those who are unsure may be dreading the questions people tend to ask new graduates. Questions like, so now what are you going to do? Remember that you don't have to have everything all figured out right now. Ray and I were in our mid-40s when our family started Notgrass History. It's okay if you don't know your entire life plan when you're 18 years old. Remember that every day is a gift. God doesn't give us yesterday and he doesn't give us tomorrow yet. He does give us today. If you will live each one of your todays doing the will of God, you will have a successful life. A successful life lived one day at a time. Get up every day believing this is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. Don't be afraid to try. How very sad to miss opportunities because we're afraid to try. I wonder what joys people miss because they decided that something is embarrassing or too much trouble or too scary to try. I grew up on a hymn that asked the question, when you left your room this morning, did you think to pray? It also has this admonition, don't forget to pray. I wonder how many blessings we miss because we don't ask God for them. Jesus promised, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, and he who seeks finds. And to him who knocks, it will be opened. I would be heartbroken if I found out that one of our children or grandchildren needed something that I could provide, but that he or she had never asked me. Jesus assured us that we can ask. When a sadness or a problem comes into your life, do what Jesus told us to do. Ask. I want to encourage you to take care of your heart. The world has lots to offer you. Some of it is good and some of it is evil. To take care of your heart, you're going to have to say no to some things and yes to some other things. We find a wonderful guide to what we should say yes to in Philippians 4, 8. Finally, brethren, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is of good repute, if there's any excellence or if anything worthy of praise, dwell on these things. Go out there, graduate, and spend your lives thinking about and doing what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and respectable and excellent and worthy of praise. To do that, you're going to need to be very careful about how your husband or wife is chosen, as Ray talked about, and also how you choose your friends. Evil companions really do corrupt good morals. Be careful. Stay close to your family. One of the biggest blessings of being a homeschool graduate is that you're part of a homeschooling family. Stay close. Spend every day doing God's will. Jesus said that he came down from heaven not to do his own will, but to do the will of his Father who sent him. Jesus had a to-do list. His list had the most important task anyone on earth has ever done. Jesus knew what he came to earth to do, and he spent every day doing that faithfully. When I look at the life of Jesus as described in the Gospels, I see a man with a purpose, walking through life, often literally walking through life, meeting the needs of the moment. 
while keeping his ultimate to-do list constantly in mind. I believe that is exactly what he wants you and me to do. Always let God define how you should live your life. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. Proverbs 3, 5 through 6. When you read graduation cards at the grocery store, there are common themes. One of those themes is the future. The problem is that when most people think about the future, they don't think far enough into the future. They only think of college and careers and starting a family. They don't think about the really big future, our forever future. Love God. Trust Jesus. Love your neighbor as yourself. Live each day looking forward to the day that God will say, Well done, good and faithful servant. It's a great honor for Charlene and me to be a part of celebrating your graduation. This is a special time for you. I remember my high school graduation 50 years ago in June of 1970. Yes, it was 50 years ago, and yes, I remember it. You've accomplished something very special with your parents' help and the help of many others in your life. I hope that you will think about them right now and thank them profusely today and in the coming days. I believe you can accomplish much more in your life as God gives you the days and years to do so. I want to share with you some things I wish someone had shared with me at my high school graduation, or if they did, I wish that I'd been listening. These are things I've learned during the last 50 years that I believe will be helpful for you. I don't know that I can give you anything more valuable. Number one, stay connected with God or get connected with him if you aren't already. My relationship with God through Jesus Christ has been my life and is my hope. I can't imagine trying to live without it. I encourage you to read your Bible and pray regularly. And I don't just mean go through the motions. I mean read hungry and pray needy. Let Bible study and prayer be an important part of the way you grow as a person. You are going to be in a battle for your heart, mind, and soul, whether you go to college or not. You will have influences pounding away at you to try to pull you in another direction. You are too valuable for those forces to leave you alone. Make it a fair fight by filling your mind with the right things and taking everything to God in prayer. I try to read a chapter a day and keep a prayer list. I don't make it every day, but I try to. Find a way that works for you and follow through. You have 15 to 30 minutes per day to do this. Number two, speaking of reading, I encourage you to read good books Email me at ray at notgrass.com and I'll suggest some. The motivational speaker, Charlie Tremendous Jones, said, Five years from now, you will be the same person you are today, except for the books you read and the people you meet. I would add, and the trials you face, but his point is well taken. Your mind has too much potential for good to play out your life in a haphazard way. Have purpose in how you live and keep growing. Look at it this way. When you read, you won't have to take any quizzes or write any book reports. That makes it more fun right there. 
Number three, of the money you earn, give 10%, save 10%, and live on the rest with thanksgiving and praise. I heard that from Christian author Charlie Shedd many years ago, and lately I've been trying to do it. Life will be much better for you if you do, and don't spend that savings account too quickly or easily. Really live on the 80%. You'll be amazed at what you can do and how God will honor that. When you're working, and especially when you're part of your own family, you will be amazed at how fast your hard-earned money goes. But if you give 10%, save 10%, and live on the rest with thanksgiving and praise, you'll be able to help others and have some left for whatever God brings tomorrow. Number four, pray about whom you should marry and be very particular about whom you marry. Pray constantly about whom you should marry and decide right now that you will marry someone who loves God more than that person loves you. Don't ever pressure someone of the opposite sex about anything. And don't settle for someone because you don't think you can do any better. You are worth the best that God brings into your life. So don't disappoint him in this. The person you marry makes a huge difference in your life. That person can either help you soar and you can soar together, or that other person can drag you down and keep you from being and doing what you could. I am so thankful that Charlene and I share a like precious faith and have lived our lives close to each other, pretty much involved in the same activities, and we don't miss much of what is going on in each other's lives. I know I'm a better person because of her, and I thank God for her. Number five, be humble. In Philippians 2, Paul says, Consider others more important than yourself. In Luke 17, Jesus tells a parable which ends with him teaching, You ought to say, We are unworthy servants. We have only done that which we ought to have done. This doesn't mean be mealy-mouthed or a dishrag or a doormat. This means be at peace with who you are and who you aren't. If you are filled with yourself, there isn't room for other people. Enrich your life by putting Christ and other people and not yourself at the center of your life. Number six, stay active in a healthy church. Doing this will be meaningful for what you get and for what you give. If I had not been involved in church, I would have missed knowing some of the most wonderful, godly, encouraging people who have been part of my life. And you get to serve. Just serve. Look for ways you can help others and encourage them. Learn their life stories. When you think you about have it together in your faith, go visit someone who served in Vietnam or who overcame a debilitating illness with faith or who cared for their aging parent or grandparent. Their faith and dedication and heart will likely put you in the shade but they will give you models of what the Christian life is supposed to look like so that you can live yours more powerfully. When church is done well, God is honored and you are blessed. Number seven. Now this is a hard one. Don't break your parents' hearts. I think this is the bottom line message of Proverbs with its repeated admonitions to listen to your father's instruction and don't forsake your mother's teaching. 
They deserve your respect and your listening ear, even when you are 18 or 25 or 50. They have invested so much love and time and prayer and money in your life that they deserve your respect. When you look back 10 or 20 or 30 years from now, you will be glad you don't have the regrets that will come from rejecting them for whatever is popular or seems cool right now. They've gotten this far in life for a reason. Find out why and take hold of it. Respect their wisdom and experience. Don't just thank them for what they have done for you. Be grateful for what they have done for you and say so frequently. There's a reason why one of the commandments is honor your father and mother that it may go well with you. Number eight, memorize and follow Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your path. If you do, he will. Don't even think about how it would go if you didn't. I've tried to talk to you about the most important thing in your life, the most essential part of your life, and that is living. Decide that you are going to live well, to live with a purpose, to live closer to God today than you did yesterday and closer tomorrow than you did today. I want you to have a successful life, and I believe what I've shared today will help you do that. I know I wish someone had spoken these things into my life and heart and mind 50 years ago, and kept saying them, which is why it's a good thing that you can listen to this speech more than once, so you can see how much I've learned between the times you listen to it. I hope we can meet you someday. With all my heart, I say, God bless you. Thank you. I'm Ray Notgrass. Congratulations to all the homeschooling graduates, their parents, and families, and thanks for listening. This has been Exploring History with Ray Notgrass, a production of Notgrass History. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast in your favorite podcast app, and please leave a rating and review so that we can reach more people with our episodes. If you want to learn about new homeschool resources and opportunities from Notgrass History, you can sign up for our email newsletter at exploringhistorypodcast.com. This program was produced by me, Titus Anderson. Thanks for listening.